Hello, 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 ladies. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Resilience is My Beauty. I'm your host, Tawanta J. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone is doing well. You know what's up. Just come on in. Come on in and drop off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Take off your sneaks. Take off your stilettos. Drop that bag down on the floor, girl. Go in the kitchen. You know our beautiful, gorgeous kitchen with that gorgeous island, girl. Mm -hmm. Yes, honey. And grab you a glass of whatever. (laughs) Right? That glass of whatever, right? And just come on in and sit down and just take a deep breath. And exhale. Yes. What's going on, sis? How are you all doing? I hope everyone had an awesome, awesome weekend. And I hope everyone had an awesome week this past week. Well, I could tell you my weekend was pretty cool. Nothing really traumatic happened. Nothing really glorious happened, of course. It was just a good weekend, you know. I took it easy, you know. And I forgot that this was uh, Memorial Weekend, by the way, too. So, of course, you know, didn't do too much. But, you know, I just chilled and relaxed and all those things. As a matter of fact, you know, I did participate and volunteer at my daughter's school recently. Um, it was actually, it was a Friday night. Every year around this time, you know, um, you know, the band and the choir does, a, you know, a lock-in, you know, and they have, you know, games and, you know, activities, different type of activities. And mostly every year, you know, I do participate in, you know, chaperone, um, you know, doing that first shift. And uh, so this year, I definitely did it, you know, because, of course, my daughter is graduating, thank God, (laughs) Uh, the next uh, couple of weeks or so. And, of course, this was her last, you know, hangout with her peers and all those things. And, you know, plus I like to be around the kids. I enjoy that. You know, I always wanted to be a teacher anyway. So this is kind of like, you know, putting in my my uh community service if you will and really supporting the kids and all of that good stuff so i enjoy it very very much and now of course my youngest daughter she's going to be starting high school in the fall this year so of course i'm going to be god willing doing it again you know um every year god willing until she graduates right so yeah that was pretty much all and let me tell you I worked that shift from 8 to 2 a.m. So it's two shifts, 8 to 2 a.m. and then from 2 to um, 6.30-ish or 6.45 or something like that. So, of course, I always pick the 8 to 2 o'clock a.m. because your girl can't hang like she used to. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, I did good. Um, I did I did really well uh, Friday night, okay, but it was... It, it was it was getting there, boy. Around twelve thirty, one o'clock, I was feeling it. But, you know, the kids kept me active. They kept me moving and stuff like that. And I was pretty much just, you know, um, you know, being active myself. I, you know, getting the stuff and the food and all that stuff set up. And it was not just me. It was other, you know, other parents as well that uh, participated in, you know, that chaperone and all those things. And, you know, and that's a big, big high school. So they only used, you know, you know, just a certain uh part a certain area of the school they didn't use the whole entire school anyway they just used that area that which is the the gym and the swimming pool you know and um some other areas that they normally hang out with the main area and stuff like that but either way it's still 
still big, you know. And of course, you know, it had chaperones in all those different areas and whatnot. But it was pretty, pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So I really had fun. And I know the kids definitely had fun. But honey, let me tell you, when I got home, and my youngest daughter went with me too. As a matter of fact, my youngest daughter did come along and she hung out with some of the friends that she, you know, that she, that she knows and all of that. And, um, but when I got home, honey, I didn't even, I didn't even skip a beat. I just fell on that bed and I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. And then, and then I had to wake up anyway around six, about six o'clock, 630 at least. And I had to pick up my daughter cause she had to go to work. So I had to pick up Stephanie, you know, and, um, bring her back home so she can change and everything, you know, so her trying to get some sleep from, you know, um, at the, you know, at the, uh, lockout, she did get some sleep, but it was not good quality sleep that she really needed because she worked a good full day, you know, so it was kind of crazy, but you know, we got through it and everything. But when I dropped off and came home, I was what back in the bed <laughs> and I slept for good three hours, four hours tops or whatever. It, it really just took me, man. I really didn't do anything. You know, I came, you know, of course I went back to pick her up. And then of course, you know, when she got home and, you know, and chilled and ate and everything, of course she was out like a light. Plus she was just coming over a head cold too. So, you know, she definitely needed to get that rest and, you know, I just stayed in my room and, you know, I didn't even, I, I keep it real. I didn't even go to church Sunday, guys. I'm serious. That's how tired my body was. You know, I'm telling you, when you get a certain age in your life, you know, when you get 50 on up or whatever, maybe I won't even say 50 because, you know, when they say when you turn 50, everything changes in your life or just about, and that's, eh, I don't, eh, eh, I don't know if that's really all true or not. It really depends on that person and all of those things. But for me personally, I just know that, I was feeling it and my body was just like shutting down and I can tolerate but so much, you know, and I and I have to really start listening to my body. And I think all of us need to start doing that. So it doesn't really matter if you're in your 50s. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're in your 60s. I mean, that's I think that's just anybody. You know what I'm saying? Even in your 30s, you're a little bit more active, you're a little bit more, you know, um, you know, more aggressive, I guess, if you will, you know, really doing more, right? Um, but even then, you know, I mean, if you're not married, you got kids, you know, that's totally different. But if you are married, you have kids, you know, I mean, that alone, that keeps you active, that keeps you busy. And if your kids are older, where they are in different activities and all those things, yeah, you know, it, it kind of wears you down some, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, for me, honestly, I was just feeling it a little bit but, you know, I bounced back up, honestly. And once I had that extra day just to really relax my body and just to regain my strength and all of that, you know, I was good to go, honestly. So yeah, other than that, it was really a great, great weekend. I'm happy for my baby girl, you know, that she had the opportunities to hang with her friends and all of that good stuff. And, you know, as time is winding down within the next couple of weeks or so, you know, she's going to be finishing high school. Get excited about that. And yes, she has finally decided which college of choice that, she, you know, which college she's going to be attending. And I'm totally excited. It's an HBCU. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, um, I'm the, I'm totally excited for her. I'm excited for her future. I know God has great things in store for her life and all those things. And let me say, congratulations to you, 
if you have a daughter or a son or if you have a relative uh, that is graduating as well, if they haven't graduated already, congratulations to you. I know those four years, man, I understand, you know, you had your ups and your downs, your highs, your lows, your in-betweens and all those things, those scary moments, those anxious moments, you know, but here it is, thank be to God, you know, your baby girl or your son or your grandson, your cousin or whomever, they are finally crossing over to get that diploma, right? And the next season of their life is starting soon. So, you know, congratulations to you and to your family family and all those great things. It's just this great joy just to see kids just achieving, you know, a goal that they have been praying about, you know, dreaming about for, you know, for those four years, even longer for most of them anyway, you know, and then now they're entering into a new season in their life. And some are very excited about it. My daughter, she's already excited. She's excited about starting college and all those things because she, you know, really took her time to you know, to look at some of these schools and to, you know, read about it. And even, um, you know, the area that she's studying, you know, because she's going to double major, you know, in theater and in music. And so she really took her time and she was very comfortable in her spirit and, you know, and, and making a decision of where she wants, you know, to pursue. Um, and I'm happy for her, you know, and that's the most important thing. You know, you don't want to go to a place that you just don't feel 100% comfortable and confident. You know what I'm saying? It's just a waste of time and energy. So, you know, and that's one thing, you know, as parents, we have to give our kids that, you know, that, that leverage, give them that time to really make the decision for them, you know, and especially if you are a graduate from a particular college and university, whether it's a HBCU or whether it's a other uh, state college or whatever. And, you know, you know, you want to keep that tradition in the family and all those things, right? You know, you know what? It, hey, it's all good. If that's not the if not, if that's not where they want to go, you got to respect that. You know what I mean? And not saying that they don't care about, you know, the school that you graduated from or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just that it's just not what God has planned for them. You know what I mean? Um, and you just have to, you know, just be open-minded, you know, I know it's a challenge to really, you know, letting go of, your child, whether it's your firstborn, whether it's your middle child, whether it's the baby, you know, maybe it's the last child out of the whole entire group of kids, you know, and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're getting ready to leave me, especially if they're going out of state, you know, they're in state, but yet they're like a few hours away. That's kind of, com- that's not too bad because at least you can drive right there, right? But if they're going out of state, you know, and that's like, Ugh, like eight states away, <laughs> then that's totally different. I get that. You get a little anxious, but that's when you have to really put your trust in God and say, you know what, God, I trust you because I know the plans you have for my child, you know, and where you're going to place them, they are safe. And I said this before, you know, what God has for you and where he places you or where he places your children, you know, you don't need to worry about a thing because they're safe in his arms, Right. You know, no weapon formed against them was going to prosper. And if you have planted the seed in them since they were babies, you know, especially you're planting the seed of, you know, of God, you know, the word of God and everything like that. Man, oh man, they're they good to go. You know what I'm saying? They're good to go, right? And I'm not saying they're not going to make any mistakes or they're going to make some crazy choices. You know, you pray they don't. But even if that happens, 
right? Even if that happens, it's all good because that's a testimony one day, you know, for, from them that they're going to share to, you know, to the next generation of kids. You know what I'm saying? So, but either way, you know that they're in a good place, right? They're going to be in a good place and that God got them covered, you know, because I get it. You know, as a parent, you get anxious, you get a little concerned and all those things. But immediately, immediately when you start feeling that way, you have to speak it out in Jesus' name and say, no weapon formed against her will prosper, right? No weapon formed against my son is going to prosper, right? They're covered by the blood of the lamb and, you know, all of those things, right? Because you got to speak that out real quick because the enemy is going to continue to keep pouring in the negative, you know, stuff and you get anxious and stuff. You know, I came across, um, I came across, um, you know, this, uh, this, uh, news recently on, um, on social media. And it was a very, very heartbreaking, um, article that I came across and it was on the news as well. And it was a family, you know, and I don't know where they were going or where they were coming from, but apparently, you know, they got in a hard, very, devastating accident and it was no fault of their own it was just the person who hit them you know drove you know um the wrong way or whatever you know and I don't know if that individual was sleeping I don't know if that individual was drunk but it was late in the midnight hour and you know out of the four two passed away the the mother and the daughter passed away and then you know, and he's also a basketball coach, I think. And I think he's a basketball coach for a college, you know, university, if I'm not mistaken. And, and it's just he and his son that survived the crash. You know what I'm saying? And and that really touched my heart, you know, because my heart just broke out for him. I don't know them from Adam. I know they were right here in Michigan, as a matter of fact. And uh, But he teaches in a different state. So I don't know if they were coming, you know, leaving home or they were coming from home. I don't know what the whole logistics of the story but just that alone you know it's just so devastating to hear something like that and you know you just you know have to continue to uh, ask God to just clear your mind from things like that especially when it comes to your kids especially when it comes to people close to you and stuff and and when it comes to driving and all of those things and I get it some of you may have kids right now that already got their license and, you know, they're anxious, they're excited, they want their car and all of that stuff. And, you know, some of y'all probably like, no, you ain't getting no car yet till you graduate college. How about that there? You know what I mean? And that's all good. I ain't mad at you because that's probably how it rolled out with me. <laughs> but, you know, every parent is different, you know, and you know your child anyway, you know, so to each his own. But, Overall, you still get a little bit kind of nervous and all those things like that because you hear stuff like that and you just shake it off as as fast as you can because you don't want that stuff, you know, to ponder, right? You don't want to ponder in your thoughts and, you know, and, and all those things. So you definitely, you know, for me, I was just praying in my heart that, you know, that I would just help them through this because that's, that's, wow, that's just crazy. You know what I mean? And anyway, any, any, I mean, it doesn't matter how it happened, but it's just the fact that you lost someone that quick, that instant, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you just realize life is so precious and so valuable and that you just can't take it for granted and you can't take the people in your life for granted, you know, and even with that, you know, you still cover, ask God to cover you, cover your children, cover you, you know, when you go out and about, even if it's just around the corner, because anything can happen, honey. When you go around the corner, you know what I'm saying? You don't even have to be on the highways and the byways. It could be just right down the street, you know what I mean? So, you know, you just 
you know, ask God to cover your kids, right? Because core school is closing for the majority, you know, um, and summertime is here and, you know, everyone, everyone wants to get together one more time before your child leaves to go to college or whatever the case may be. And, you know, you just will ask God just to protect you everywhere you go, right? Everywhere you go. So change the subject here, guys. Okay. We are going to continue on because remember last week we were just talking about, I introduced to you this four, this four week, um, uh, episode, if you will, or class session or whatever you want to call it, right? It's called Learning You. That's the name of it. It's called Learning You One-on-One. That is the name of the series. And last week we was talking about growth, right? We're going to learn about you, right? And talk about your growth, how much you have grown through the course of your life, right? Because, you know, every day we get so caught up with struggles, with drama, with attitudes, with drama, you know, all kinds of stuff that we fail to recognize how much we have grown up. And I'm not talking in the physical sense. I'm talking more in, you know, in the mental and the spiritual sense, you know? Yeah, you have, you have encountered so much in your life and you really didn't even think you were going to survive, right? But through those trials and through those challenges, right, you have grown up a lot. You realize that you are much stronger than you had a, had given yourself credit. You didn't think you were going to survive that divorce. You didn't think you were going to, you know, make it through another another week or another month without a job and all these other things that you were dealing with. Your health may have been compromised and stuff, and it was a life-death situation. But look at you. You're still here. And through that test, right, you know, you dealt, you, you, you endured, right, you persevered, right? And this is what a resilient woman is all about. You know, you bounce back from all of the trauma, all of the issues and all of the struggles, right? So yeah, we talked about growth, right? We talked about those things. And so now today we're going to talk about your attitude, right? This is all about you, learning you, learning you, your attitude, right? Now, I know our attitudes can, you know, it can, hmm, it can make us, it can break us. It depends on our mood. It depends on that day, right? It depends on what you are dealing with, right? But your attitude really can, you know, hmm, it can really leave a sourness to somebody else's mouth, right? The way how you come in. Your attitude doesn't even have to be verbalized. Your attitude is all based on how you walk in the door. How you walk in that room or that get that job or whatever, people already can read your attitude. You know, your body language speaks. You know what I'm saying? So you could be in a in a very nasty, not happy mood and your attitude comes, you know, will showcase it real quick before you even open up your mouth, right? And that really can disturb can cause some distraction. It can cause some separation from people and all of those things, right? And then, of course, who knows? You may come in one day and you're probably in a happy mood. You're probably singing la-la-la-la-la and do whatever you want to do, right? And, you know, your family sense that you're in a good mood, right? Your attitude is all calm and sweet and all of those things, you know? But, you know, our attitude should not shift. You know what I'm saying? It should not fluctuate, you know? It should stay in a in in a in a in a place that despite how bad your day, you know how bad your day went, yet your attitude is still pleasant, is still pleasing, right? It's still it's still um, inviting. You know what I mean? 
Um, it should not uh, cause, you know, a mental disturbance, you know, in your, you know, in your surroundings. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, it, people don't know what to expect from you when you come in from work or you coming in, you know, you know, from wherever, right? People don't know. Uh, one minute you come in and you're in a good mood and the next day, you know, people think you're going to be in a good mood, but you come home and you irritated, you frustrated and all that stuff. And especially if you have kids, you know, your kids definitely can sense your mood. Even if, like I said, you may, you don't even have to open up your mouth, but as soon as your child sees your behavior through that door and you dropping keys or you're dropping your purse and you sucking your teeth or whatever, your attitude, you know, it, it, it just changes the atmosphere and it also changes the mental state of your child. You know what I'm saying? And it should not be that way. And that's why, you know, for some kids, you know, they find it hard to really come close to you, right? Because they don't know, you know, if, they, if they're going to get a happy mommy or, or, or a bad mommy, you know, a not so happy mommy. You know what I mean? Um, and so we got to fix that. We have to adjust the attitude, right? And I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings or anything like that, but I'm just being honest and being real because let me tell you, you know, a lot of people that's in our lives, they love us so much. But sometimes they don't want to speak the truth to us, you know, and they think like, well, if I just keep quiet, you know, maybe it'll subside. Maybe, you know, she'll realize my quietness that may, that might change her attitude. No, it don't. It don't help the situation. It just makes it worse. But yet they love you though, you know, but they don't want to cause any confusion, any friction or what have you, right? They just want to try to keep the peace. And I'm guilty at that too sometimes, you know, because you don't want to... You're not trying to. You're not trying to cause any arguments. You're not trying to cause any, you know, any issues or anything like that. You just want to face the truth and express to them, this is not cool. What you're doing is not a good behavior. Your attitude needs to be adjusted because it's causing a lot of, a lot of friction, you know, in this household or in this job environment. And, People are not comfortable, you know, and we don't know what we're getting, <laughs> right? When you come in the house or when you come in the office door, we don't know what we're getting from you. You know what I'm saying? But people just try to avoid all of that and just hope that you will one day wake up and realize like, oh, people are not talking to me because of my attitude. People are not, you know, want to hang out with me because my attitude sucks and this, that or whatever. No, it should be vocalized. It should be expressed in a loving way, of course. Yes, in a loving way, because even if you come in and speak your truth, but you come in with a, you know, with a ghetto, Shaniqua kind of attitude, then, okay, you know what? That ain't going to work. <laughs> you know, because immediately that person that you're talking truth to and you coming in with that Shaniqua attitude, guess what? They're going to come in with a Bashika attitude, okay? They're going to be like, what? I know you ain't talking to me like that, chick. What's up with you? You know? <laughs> and you know that conversation is going to go, hey, Wire, You know, right? So definitely if you're going to approach approach your sister or your friend or whoever, you know, do it with love, man. Do it with love. Ask God before you even open your, your mouth. Say, God, just give me words of compassion that will not cause any disorder or any confusion uh in this conversation or in this atmosphere because that is not my intentions right so ladies 
what is your attitude adjustment? Like, what is it? Is it up and down one minute? Is it like the seesaw? One minute you high, one minute you low. <laughs> right? Is it going around in circles? You know, you just don't know how you feel one day. You know, some days you just like, I'm just going through. How many times we say that? I'm just going through, child. One minute I'm in a good mood, next minute I'm not. And all these other stuff, right? And you really, you know what? That still doesn't help in the situation, right? You have to decide how you want your attitude to, you know, to be every day. And you know, when God wakes you up in the morning, that's when you make the decision right there. That's when you make the decision whether or not your attitude is going to be in a good, in a good mood or it's going to be in a bad mood, right? Because as soon as you wake up in the morning, right, you're first and foremost, hopefully, you know, you're supposed to say, God, thank you for waking me up this morning, right? But then sometimes, you know, we do wake up and we it takes a minute for us to really get ourselves together you know, our mind starts to, to wander, right? And then, you know, it starts to go back into yesterday. Think about what took place yesterday. And then you, when you think about it, then it's going to change your mood, right? Because yesterday was not a good day. You had an argument with your man. You had an argument with your boss. Or you had an argument with your family, your siblings and stuff. And it's still not, you know, the, the it's not resolved, right? The argument is not resolved. And now you starting to feel not so good all of a sudden. And you just like, oh, you're in a bad mood already. And you haven't even taken your shower yet. You haven't even eaten your bowl of cereal and you already sour, right? Because you're thinking about what happened yesterday, but right there, while you laying in the bed or whatever, that's when you should just open up your mouth and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day. This is a brand new day that God has made for me. This is not yesterday. This is not last week. This is not last month. This is today, a brand new day, right? That God has made for me. I shall rejoice, right? He expects us to be glad in it. He expects us to be happy, right? That right there is an attitude adjustment. Boom. Come on through, somebody. Mm, in the room. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, though. You know, you can watch this. I'm telling you, when you wake up, God willing, tomorrow morning, just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and what? Be glad in it. Say that to yourself a couple of times. Say it out loud to yourself. I don't care your husband next to you, whatever. He needs to wake up too and rejoice with you. But if he ain't, if he's sleeping, so what? You still say it. Say it as soft as you need to, whatever. But say it as many times so it starts to shift your attitude, right? And then it will immediately knock out all the negative thoughts in your mind that the enemy is waiting to put in your mind and start, you know, jerking your, your day already. You know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about because I've been there, done that too. You know, many times I wake up and I just reflect on what happened yesterday or the day before last week and even now like you know like when i like when i wake up in the morning and i re think about like okay well he ain't gonna do this he ain't gonna kiss me goodbye before he go to work or whatever the case may be and then i would get all bent out of shape right he already long gone right but i'm sour i'm not happy because he ain't do what I asked him to do. You know what I mean? And he ain't doing it at all. <laughs> no. And it just shifts my whole attitude. And in my day, guess what? My day is wrecked. Because I'm still pondering and still thinking about, right? What, you know, what happened the day before. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and God doesn't want us to continue to waste a day getting upset over something, right, that we can't fix. Here's the thing, guys. We still trying to fix something that we really don't have no authorizations to do. Mm, come on now, right? We, I'm serious. Whatever that causes anxiety in us, whatever causes us to worry, whatever causes us to stress, don't you know you're supposed to cast it in God's hand, right? He said so. Cast all your cares. What are the cares in your life? What are the worries in your life? What are, what are the stress in your life? What is all the drama in your life? Whatever it is, you don't have no authorization to try to fix it anyway. Mm. Oh, oh, mm. clutch your pearls, girl. Clutch your pearls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, because we try to fix it all the time. We try to fix it. <laughs> and every time we do, what happens? We, met, we make it worse, right? And then our attitude gets even worse, right? But if you really think back over your life, you know, from maybe 10 years, 20 years ago, depending on where you, how old you are right now, think about how your attitude was then, right? Think about that. How was your attitude when you were a, a child? Were you always a happy-go-lucky kid? You know, you was always smiling. You was full of joy, you know, and you just played around with your friends or whatever. You were just a happy kid, right? And then we got your teens, still the same happy, smiley girl and always participating in different activities in school. And you was always active in your church and stuff like that. You know, you just love life, right? And then when you get to college in your late teens to early 20s, you know, maybe your attitude started to shift just a tad bit, but still overall, you really was enjoying yourself because now you were independent, you were on your own, you had your parents on your back all the time or whatever, and you was just enjoying life. And then, of course, things change, you know, when you get in your mid-20s to your late 20s and, you know, you're not as happy as you was before when you were 16 or 18, you know, life starts to shift a little bit and it kind of just shifted your attitude at the same time because you dealt with something that was a little bit traumatic, a little bit horrific or something that just took you a little bit and you weren't really prepared for it, right? You were not prepared for it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically, right? It just took you for a loop-to-loop for a minute and now that you have finally bounced back from that ordeal, how is your attitude now, right? Is your attitude like it was when you were a teenager? Is it like when you were, you know, when you were a little kid? Is it like when you were, you know, in college? Some of you probably say, no, no. I mean, I'm still happy. Yeah, I'm still happy. Yeah, but what, what's the scale on that? You know, from one to ten. You know, when you were a little kid, you probably was past ten because you was happy-go-lucky little girl, hopscotch along and everything, playing double dutch and all that stuff, right? But now that you've grown, you've been living this life for a minute. Where is it? Is it two? Is your happy happiness is on a two scale or is it on a is it on a one? <laughs> or does it fluctuate? <laughs> you know, depend on your mood, right? Depend on what's been going down in your life. Depend on your man. Depend on your marriage. Depend on your kids. You know, all of that, right? Whatever goes on in your life, guess what? It shifts your attitude. Mmm, come on, somebody. See, when you were a kid, you ain't think about none of that stuff. You just enjoyed yourself. I'm not saying you, that, you know, your childhood was always picture perfect. You may have some challenges of growing up and all of that. But through at the end of the day, man, 
you were still enjoying your childhood for most of you, right? You were still enjoying your, your teen life and all of those things. Yeah, you had challenges then, but still, you found a way to overcome those negative moments, right? And still embrace, you know, embrace the present at that time of your life, right? So why can't we do the same thing? now in our 30s and our 40s and beyond why can't we continue to be that same type of uh young girl back then you know that had you know that was very optimistic that was always you know just loving life and you just couldn't wait for things to just come about you was just anxious you know what i'm saying but you was real cool with it you know your attitude was pleasant your attitude was sweet your attitude was calm right how many of you can say that now how many of you today can actually say that your attitude is like that now? Mm. Some of you probably have, you know, my attitude, you know, it could be adjusted. It can. I, I, I have to admit that I could get a little temperamental. I have to admit I could get a little bit impatient with my kids because life is hard, man. Life is a struggle. <laughs> Listen, it ain't easy. You know, Jesus even said, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but don't get distracted. Don't get dismayed. He had overcome the world. That right there should already shifted your attitude because you know what? Come on, somebody. Even though you're going through the storm, God got your back. Come on with it. He got you covered. It's all good. And what you're going on, what's going on in your life, you're going through it anyway. So it's going to pass away just like all the other trials and tribulations that you had had encountered, you know, some time ago. So you sometimes you do have to go back in the moment. And see, God is so awesome, man, because you know what? He likes to go back and do those uh, movie reels in your mind. And he plays a little clip of your past life, you know, when you were young. And he like, do you remember when? Do you remember when you were in that seat? Do you remember when you was in that car? Do you remember when you was in that dorm? Do you remember? You know what I'm saying? And then you just start to sit there and you ponder. You're like, oh, snap. I remember that. Wow. And what did God do for you then? You know what I mean? What did God do for you? What did he do for your family? What did he do for your health? What did he do for your business? What did he do for your finances? You know what I'm saying? If God could do it then, guess what he could do it now? Right? He adjusted your attitude then, right? It may have to take you a minute or two for some of y'all, <laughs> right? But, you know, you got through it by the help and grace of God. You got through it though, right? But even now, it can, it, it can be the same situation, man. God could get you through it, right? When you think back over your life, right, and you look at how far you have come, that immediately should shift your attitude and put a smile on your face, you know, like Kirk Franklin's song, I smile, you know, listen to his lyrics, you know, even when days are not going great for you, you know, even if you have lost your job, even if you, you know, or, you know, you don't have no money in your account. And I know it's not easy to do that, but that's why you have God in your life because he will put that smile in you, baby. You know what I'm saying? And he will give you joy. If you want it, he, he'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? He'll give you the peace that you need, you know? But we have to ask him, like, God, I need peace in my life. 
You know what I'm saying? I need joy in my life because I cannot continue to go another day being miserable and being afraid or being anxious and it shifts my mood and then I won't and then I don't have the desire or the passion to hang with my children or to hang with my sister friends or to go out on dates with my husband or my man or whoever you know I just want to stay in the dark I want to stay in my room with the blinds closed and everything I want to you know minister woe is me ministry you know what I'm saying I mean come on come on and and, and you know that's not what God has for you that's not the plan he has for you this day or this season of your life right that's the plan of the enemy come on with it y'all didn't know that the devil got a plan too uh-oh Ooh, did that just wake you up chick come on with it i'm just saying don't you know don't you know the devil got a plan hello yes he do that just that just hit my spirit oh that that, ooh, mm, that just hit my fancy honey Don't you know the devil has a plan for your life as well? What is the plan? What is it? It's to what? Kill, steal, to destroy, to demolish. What? To get rid of. What? I mean, he he wants to just wipe you out the face of the earth. That's his plan. That's his agenda. And if you give him the opportunity to come on in your brain and your mindset... Oh, guess what? The plans are going to work. His plans is coming to fruition, right? You have given him leverage to come into your heart, to come into your mind, and to suck the life out of you, to suck the attitude out of you, that joy, baby. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Man, I hope this is blessing y'all because it's sure blessing me right about now because I didn't realize that. But if you really think about it, yeah, he got a plan too. And his plan ain't cool. His plan ain't cool. For real, for real. So listen, ladies, adjust the attitude, right? Because if you start adjusting your attitude in a positive way, then guess what? Your life is going to be perfect, right? And your life is going to be amazing. And I said perfect, yes, because God is in the midst of it. You know what I mean? So you, in spite of whatever is going on in your life, you still have a peaceful attitude and let me tell you your attitude let me say your attitude right you know it could take you it can take you you know to a place of peace or your attitude can take you to a place of destruction let that pond in your spirit for a minute i could do the jeopardy song if you want me to do 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 Yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't even watch the show, but I remember that thing. But anyway, again, your attitude can take you to a place of peace or it can take you to a place of destruction. Your attitude, right? You have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice to make. You have a just de- you have a decision to make on how you want your day to be how you want it to start and how you want it to end. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, when you come across some challenges through the course of the day, that, yeah, it's going to get you upset. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, don't get upset over something that really, you know, that kind of like, what? 
You know what I mean? You have every right because God has given those, given us those emotions. But even with that being said, still, you know, ask God to help you to keep your attitude in a positive way. So when you enter into that, you know, into, you know, that room or to that location, you know, that it won't cause any conflict, you know, in that atmosphere. You know what I mean? So if you go on, you leaving your job, before you leave your job, you know, someone comes in and, you know, sends you or tells you something about the boss, about the layoff people, and you might be on the list, this, that, or whatever, you know, and that kind of disturbs your spirit a little bit, and you're already coming off with a little attitude already, because you know, like, what? Because you've been hearing in the grapevine, but then you have somebody coming to you directly, and not even know if it's fact or fiction, but yet they come to you directly and say, girl, I heard, I heard. And when they say they heard, you don't know, you know what, what they hear in fact. It ain't fact. I'm telling you, my mama said, what, you know how my mama used to say it back in the day, when a person, uh, what she said, when a person brings a bone, they, they, they bring a bone and then something. They bring a bone and then a soup or somehow my mom used to say back in the day. It sounds so crazy, but I understand what she's saying. That the information that they bring to you, you know, it's not all the way clear. They add something else to spice it up, right? To get you anxious, to get you, you know, distracted or disturbed and all of those things. So what if somebody does that to you, you know, immediately... You just, you know, just release that and say, you know what? The devil is a lie. I'm not listening to that today. <laughs> I appreciate you, sis, but you know what? I'm not listening to that today. <laughs> okay? Until I hear from my boss, our boss, if he comes to me, I'm not listening to that today because all that is is just hearsay. You know what I mean? But sometimes we don't do it like that. We just go ahead and take those words from other people and we get a little overwhelmed and we ponder on that a little bit and it gets us anxious and get us worried and get us scared and all that stuff because you start looking at, thinking about the bills, you start thinking about the medical bills, you start thinking about your kids' school and, you know, and all these other things. The list, the list just gets bigger and wider and all that stuff. And then you en route to go to, you know, choir practice you know, and then when you get to the church, the atmosphere is already set because they prayed and everything. But you coming in there, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord. you know, you coming in all kind of cool, all kind of way. And they're looking at you, what's wrong, sis? What's wrong? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. Or if not, you may not be crying, but you probably upset. Like, oh, man, you just coming in and just snatched the music sheet. <laughs> okay, I'm tickling myself. It's a sidebar moment. But anywho, not me because I don't do that. But I'm just saying, I've seen people do that. Come to choir rehearsal late and the atmosphere is already set. Everybody prayed, giving God glory, had their, been, you know, had their devotion and all that stuff. And then somebody come in there late already, irritated and stuff. They just grab and just plop themselves <laughs> Their attitude has been shifted because of what took place before they even came in the church, right? And I'm telling you, man, you don't want that to happen to your life. Whether it's at church, whether it's coming from work, whether it's coming, you know, from the school or whatever it is. And yes, you do have that right to be upset and to deal with the situation at that time. But once it's said and done and it's over with, it's a done deal, right? 
That's when you say immediately, God, adjust my attitude. Release this out of my system. Release it out of my spirit so I can enjoy the rest of the day that you have created just for me. Simple as that. You know what I'm saying? If we start exercising that in our daily life, I'm telling you, you your stress level will be down to zero. For real, for real. You won't feel so overtired. You won't feel overwhelmed. You won't feel like, well, I have feel like this weight is on my shoulders or anything like that. Because you started to exercise your authority, your power. And you just say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this foolishness or this ignorance or this person or whatever, their behavior to get the best of me. I'm not going to allow that stuff to suck the life out of me, to suck the joy out of me. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to enjoy my life today. I'm going to enjoy my life more abundantly. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy where I, what's going on right now in my present situation, right? Because your attitude really does make a huge difference. It really, really does. It can separate you or it definitely it can... It can form a relationship, you know. You can start building a community of people that truly are drawn by your presence, by your attitude, you know. There's people probably in your life right now whom you know personally that you enjoy being around because they always have a smile on their face. They always have something calming to say, right? And especially if you have a bad day, you call them up because you just want to hear what they have to say. Their words of wisdom could be such a healing healing ointment to your soul. And they always come up with something good to say, Right? Likewise, it's the same thing with you. Wouldn't you want people to enjoy your be around you too? Instead of them talking behind your back like, oh, girl, here she come. I wonder what she going to do this time because she got a funky attitude. Ooh, she better not come near me. That's all I'm saying. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know how we do. You know how we do it. We do that to people. I guarantee you people are doing it. People are doing that to you about you. They're talking behind your back. Come on because you know how you is. I said it. You know what I just said. I ain't taking it back. You know how you is. You know your attitude. You know your temper. Mm. You know some of y'all be flying off the off the bandwagon real quick. You go ahead and get defensive real quick. You go off and jump off and about to just pound somebody because they said something wrong. And even though they, they may have said something wrong, but it wasn't towards you. But you go ahead and take it personal. Mm. And somebody did correct you. Somebody did come and say, okay, girl, you need to take a chill pill right now because you're just getting beside yourself. You're getting way too grown. And you are a grown woman, but you're just getting way too grown right about now. Right? And that could have been your mama that said it. It could have been your Madea. <laughs> right? Maybe somebody may have had that courage to speak the truth to you with love. Right? Right? But if not, so I'm telling you this. I'm telling you. You need to just chill, honey. Okay? You know you. You know what's up. I mean, we all have our all have our weaknesses. We all have our faults. And guess what? God is fully aware of them too. He's fully aware of those, those little areas in our lives that can really cause separation. Separation from him, more importantly. You know, not just with your family and your friends and loved ones, but him as well because when you have a bad attitude you know you can't hear God you know some you don't even want to talk to him when you're not feeling your best and when you're not in a good mood anyway you know what I'm saying 
People are like, well, come on, girl, let's pray about it. I am not in the mood to pray right now. If I pray, you better pray for her. <laughs> you know how we do. <laughs> More than anything. And I get that. I'm not knocking that, right? I'm knocking that. But you know, after a while, you kind of just replay the day and you just like, because your spirit will speak to you real quick and say, you know you were wrong on that girl. You know you could, you should have, you should not have said that, Wanta. Come on now. I, now listen, I could I could go ahead and, and be transparent on, to me. I don't know about y'all. Now y'all could be cute and prissy all you want to, but I, you know, I ain't got time for all that. Because I know how I can be. I could be real quick with the mouth. And, I, and I'm cutthroat. Mm, okay? I ain't proud of it, but I just... Because I can't stand ignorance and I ain't got time for nobody to act all stupid. And I'm just, you know, I just let you know real quick. I mean, I give you the benefit of the doubt and all. You know what I'm saying? I give you the, I give you another chance and everything. But listen, if you're going to continue to be like a jackrabbit and you just going to continue to act all ignorant and all that stuff, I ain't got time to fool with you. I, I, don't, I don't even want to be in your, in your space. Because this is contaminated with ignorance. I I don't, uh uh-uh. Uh, mm mm-mm. And if you still continue to tap me like that, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to go off on you. That's just, yeah, mm mm-hmm. See, I I ain't got no problem sharing my my faults, you know. (laughs) Now, I don't easily snap on anybody because that's not my, that's not my vibe. That's not me. But I will speak my truth. But if you continue to provoke me with your foolishness and your ignorance and all of that, heck yeah, I'm going to go off on you. Because I'm tired of you. Period. Mm. And I ain't going to stutter. I ain't going to apologize at that moment. (laughs) But later on, once I've, you know, once, you know, once, yeah, once my... Let's Lord get on me. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, Jesus, I was wrong. Okay, yeah, I need to apologize. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, and I realized that, you know, I'm still a work in progress, right? I'm still a work in progress. But here's the thing, too. I could have prevented all of that, right? I could have prevented all of that drama, all of that stuff, right, if I just would have exercised it properly, and that's what I've been learning to do anyway, guys. You know, I've been learning to just keep my mouth and on pause. <laughs> Think before I speak. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good, but I could do better. Come on with it. You know, because it's a process. It's a process. And especially if you are at a point in your life where you are ready for change. Right? If you are ready for change in your life and you you know, admit it to God, you know, and say, God, I repent. I need this change in my life. Then you know what? God got your back. He's going to help you through it. And he knows that there are going to be some days that you're going to slip, but immediately you just say, God, I repent. I see I'm still a work in progress, right? And then as time passes on, when that incident reoccurs, it may not, it may not affect you like it used to. And that's when you know God is working in you. Because you won't get all upset and irate and over the top like you used to. Because you know God is he's checking you out. He's, he, he's, he's working in you now. He's working. And I see he's doing that for me. And so my attitude is shifting a lot now. You know, I'm more calm. I'm a little bit more preserved with it now. And then, you know, I just say, God, well, you know what, God? 
I'm not going to stress about this. I ain't got time to stress. I ain't got time. Mm-mm. I used to, because back in the day, I used to say, I ain't got time for the garbage. I ain't got time for the foolishness. But now, I say, I ain't got time to stress. Right? So whatever that I see that is not working, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's still not, you know, really pleasing, I let it go. I don't care what it is or who it is. I release it in God's hand. I'm like, God, take care of it. You deal with it. You deal with him. You deal with them. You deal with that, with my girls. You deal with it. I ain't got time for it. Plain and simple. Because I refuse to go back and, uh, you know, and my attitude starts to shift. And it gets to a point where once I get down in that dark space that I used to be, it's hard to get out of that, man. It's hard to get out of that. It really, really is. And I know a lot of you, you probably are currently in that dark space right now where you, you know, are depressed or you're overwhelmed and, you know, you're just not happy because things are just not going the way you thought it, you know, should have gone or whatever. And you're mad at yourself more than you're mad at the individual or individuals. And some of you are probably mad at God too because you're like, God, why did this happen? Why? Why? Why can't I be with him? Or why can't I? Why can't I have this job? Why can't I do this and this, that, or whatever? Because God is saying it's not your time, or you're not ready, or you're not spiritually mature to handle it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes. When the truth comes, it does hurt, but you, you have to go through that hurt process. Ain't no different than how we are with our kids. We tell our kids the truth and nothing but the truth for the majority of us, right? And guess what? The kids are hurt by it, right? And you're like, I, I, you know, I love you, boo, but you get over it. You know, we tell our kids, you get over it, baby. Mm-hmm. Keep it working, keep it moving, whatever. That's how God is with us. You get over it. You get over it. And he and he will help you get over it. And while you're getting over it, come on, he's going to help you get through it. And while he's helping you get through, he's adjusting you. He's adjusting your attitude. He's adjusting your mindset. For real, for real. You start seeing the pattern. You start seeing the growth. You start to learn about you. Come on. See? See? Yes? So where you are right now, be thankful. Be grateful. Right? That you are not where you used to be, you know, some years ago. You know, thank God for growth. Thank God for your attitude adjustment. Thank God that you're not as temperamental as you were when you were in your 20s or when you were in your teens. You know, God has helped you and he has delivered you through some serious, serious pain. You know, through some serious, bad, you know, relationships. And it really put you down a bit. It really did. And you know what? I understand that. But look where you are right now, right? You have improved in a lot of areas in your life. And it's nobody but the grace of God that's been helping you. He's been lifting you up even when you feel, you know, when you feel like you can't lift your own self up. He's been giving you strength when you felt really tired and weak and, you know, overwhelmed. He's been the one that's been anchoring you and guiding you and governing you and protecting you and shielding you. You know what I'm saying? When you laid right there in the green pastures, he was there taking care of you. You know, he was pampering you through the whole entire time, right? He was taking care of your battles. He was taking care of all of the issues that we don't have no authorization to handle. As I said before, all of the cares of the world that we deal with every day, we don't have no authorizations to fix that. He does. Didn't he say cast all the cares? 
You know, vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. Wow. A lot of you got some, you know, you got in your mind that you definitely going to seek revenge on that man or seek revenge on that person or whatever because they did you dirty, they did you wrong, they did your mama wrong, they did your husband wrong, they did your kids wrong, and you want to go ahead and seek revenge. You're going to do something to get them back. See how that, that shifts your whole attitude? Because you're not happy. You all about vengeance. You all about, you know, tit for tat and all of that stuff. And this sucks the life out of you. And people don't want to be around that, man. People don't want to be around that because, you know, they hang around that kind of negativity, that kind of that kind of nastiness, they too going to start acting that way. Mhm. Yeah. So I've learned to just adjust my attitude. I learned to truly just appreciate what, you know, what God has already bestowed in my life, right? And just enjoy every minute of it. And what I cannot do or what I cannot fix, I just release it and let God deal with it. And guess what? He's dealing with it. He may, it may not appear like that through the, through the physical realm, the physical eye, but in the spiritual realm, He's working on them. He's working on him or they or whoever. He's working on the situation. He's working on your career choice. He's working on your finance. He's working on your new house. He's working on whatever that you've been, you know, praying to God about or whatever. He's already taking care of it. All you need to do is to give him praise. Give him thanks every day every day and enjoy the beauty of what he puts in that day i expect great things to take place today that's my attitude you know and i speak it out all the time you know i expect great things to happen today i don't know what it is but i just expected something good you know what i'm saying it could be something small it could be something big i don't know but i'm expecting something good i'm being positive versus being negative all the time Because once upon a time, I was always negative because I was looking at the situation versus looking at God, looking at the fact that God already had everything covered. But I was so distorted by my heart being broken and things were just not happening the way. And I was just mad at myself making poor choices. You know, I was all of that, all of that. But I was like, you know what, God, thank you for loving me and keeping me together. Because man, oh man, I don't know where I would be if I allowed my brain to continue to govern over my life. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the devil has a plan too. He has a plan to kill, to, to steal, and to destroy everything in your life everything you know his goal is to devour you right to wipe you off the face of the earth right his whole purpose is to keep you distracted from the plan that god has for you that lets you know he's intimidated by your power whoa Ooh, ooh! i hope that adjusted your attitude real quick Mm. he's intimidated by your power that's why he's all up in your business. He all up in your business like that. Because he knows what God has for you is epic. What he has for you in a squash that enemy down to, to what? To nothing. Come on. You got to know who you are and whose you are. You got to know that what God has for you is it's, it's amazing, man. Right? That right there should shift your attitude. That should put a smile on your face all day, every day. You should go to sleep smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
cheesing, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real, for real, though. I'm just saying. Man, I hope this is blessing you because it's sure blessing me. You know what I mean? So listen, ladies, I want you to definitely take the time out today or what, whatever time it is. And I just want you just to reflect, you know, and listen, look back over your life. Look how far you have grown up. Look how much God has done for you. Look where you are right now because it could have been much worse, right? And just realize that through all what you encountered, through all what you endured, yet God has shifted your attitude to the point that now you really don't, it only, the, the things don't affect you like it used to, man. And even if you are dealing with some stuff and it has kind of, you know, put you down a little bit, you had you feeling a little way, had you talking some kind of way, immediately just say, God, adjust my attitude, right? Adjust my attitude. I, I want you to come in. I want you to plant your joy in my heart. I want you to plant your peace in my heart so I can enjoy and I can rest in you and just be exceedingly glad knowing that you have everything all taken care of for me. Right? I hope this bless you today, my sisters. Next week, we're going to be talking about, we're going to continue on with our Learning You series, right? So next week, we're going to be talking about challenges. Yes. What are the challenges that you've been dealing with that you had faced some time ago, right? Because some of them challenges, it could truly mess you up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Woo! Like, child, this challenge ain't no joke, man. It ain't no joke. <laughs> but if you came through, come on now. Come on. That's something to dance about and just give God glory. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, we're going to continue next week. And we're going to talk about challenges. All about learning you one-on-one. Yeah, this is your time to start learning about you, my love. Because we put the time and you know, and focus on everybody else's needs. We focus on our kids. We focus on our children. I mean, our, our husband. We focus on, you know, um, our church and everything that we are, you know, part of. That we, you know, dedicate our time and energy. We we focus on that. But what about you? At the end of the day, we're so tired. We don't even think about ourselves. We don't think about you know, our visions and the dreams that God put in our spirit sometimes, you know, we laugh at them most of the time. We laugh at our dreams. We laugh at our visions. You're like, ha, ha, that's a joke. Okay, back to reality, right? <laughs> Ain't no different how it was with Miss Sarah. Y'all remember Miss Sarah in the Bible? Woo, child. Honey, when God had said to her husband, she gonna have a baby next year, that chick said, ha! Sorry, that hurt, that hurt your ears. I didn't mean do that, y'all. But she said, ha, yeah, okay. And then he like, you know, the angel, the Lord's like, why you laugh? She like, excuse you? Huh? Me? Me? <laughs> no, I didn't laugh. <laughs> I had a hiccup moment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right? That's like some of y'all, though. Y'all, y'all have a dream. God put that dream and that vision, that idea in your head. And y'all like, oh, man, that sounds so sweet. That sounds so nice. Oh, I would love to go to Europe. Oh, I would love to travel this. Oh, I would love to, you know, to do all these things. And then reality hits. You got a bill or, you know, you owe $500 or, you know, this, that or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, that was a joke. <laughs> that's, that's a laugh. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Don't do that to yourself. Because if what God gives to you, if he gives you a vision or a dream, that's just a snippet. That's just a preview of what is to come in your future. 
That's all it is. And I said, I have said this many a times, you know, through, um, throughout my episodes to my podcast, you know, that, you know, when you go to the movies, you get your popcorn, you get your nachos, you get your drink, you get your, your Twizzlers, whatever, right? And you find your seat and you get all comfortable, especially if those seats that, you know, that reclines and all of that, you get your, you know, you get all snugged and everything, right? And then, you know, you wait for the movie to start, but before the movie actually starts, what do they show? They show previews of movies to come, right? They give you little five, you know, seven sec, uh, uh, seven minutes of movies that soon to come in the near future. It's the same thing how God is with your life, man. He shows you different things that is soon to come in your life in the near future. But where is your faith? Where is your belief? Mm, come on with it. What he shows you that you didn't come up with the idea. You, you didn't come up with the idea. And you know the devil ain't come. He ain't give you that idea. <laughs> yeah. But you know it came from God. Because he already has the plan set for your life. So he's trying to he's trying to get you hype. He's trying to get you excited. He's trying to get you to draw closer to him. Right? So you could just tag along with him and say, God, I want to go on this ride. I want to know what you got for me. Because that, that little snippet of what you showed me. In my sleep or what you showed me today, this morning, Lord, when I had my when I had my private time with you. Oh man, that's exciting. I'm hyped. I want to know more. I want to know more. Right? And that just completely shifts everything in your life, right? Your attitude changes. You just hype. You're excited, right? So, ladies, listen, I hope this has blessed you. I hope this truly has giving you a little bit of, you know, excitement, you know, to just go ahead and keep going, not to slack, not to slow down, but just go with it no matter what, not to get dismayed or overwhelmed. As I said, you know, there's just some things you just don't have authorizations to tap on. Just let God take care of it, right? So we're going to close with a prayer today. As I said before, guys, next week, we're going to continue this series of learning you one-on-one. We're going to tap on the topic of challenges and uh again guys if you definitely enjoy the episodes that you have been listening so far definitely go ahead and comment go ahead and comment um and let me know just how much you truly are blessed by what you have heard and of course definitely 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 share this out to your other sister friends the podcast world is is massive man it's a lot happening in this in this uh you know, bubble, if you will, if you will. And it's a lot, a lot of good, good podcasts out there. But this one in particular, uh, yeah, this is my baby right here. But I truly, truly, truly am grateful and thankful that I took the the bold move and just step on out in faith and just took this challenge. And I'm so excited I did this podcast because I know that it is really impacting the lives of so many sisters out there. And I truly believe that this is going to escalate to something that I never in my wildest dreams ever expected. I'm serious. I'm, I'm putting that out there. I don't know what God has for me, but I know it's all good though. I know it's good and I know it's hype and I know it's going to be amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely, ladies, continue on supporting this podcast as you have been doing. I thank you so, so, so very much for continuing to be there for me. I love every one of you. Thank you for your love and support. I truly appreciate you. So God, thank you for this opportunity where we come together one more time 
me and my sisters just chilling together. But today, God, I ask you to help us with our attitudes. We are continuing to discuss and learn about us. And God, I truly believe you want us to learn about us. I know that you want us to learn about us because you have some great things in each and every one of us that we have been overlooking for quite some time. And now this is the moment, this is the season, this is the hour that we need to adjust our attitude. And this is the time and the moment and the season, the hour for us to connect with you so you can show us more about us. Show us, give us a snippet of what is to come in our life, oh Lord, because we have been looking, you know, in the rear view mirror of our life. We've been looking at the past. We've been looking at the trauma, been looking at the issues, been looking at the separation, been looking at all that stuff that really don't have no life or no value anymore. But right now, God, and what's to come It's a lot of value. It's a lot of opportunities that await for us. And you want us to enjoy it more abundantly. But in order for us to truly enjoy it more abundantly and freely, we got to take care of some issues. We got to take care of the attitude. We got to stop thinking negative all the time. We got to stop doubting ourselves and stop doubting our worth and knowing that we are more than conquerors, that we are victorious and we always win because we have you in us. So God, thank you for changing us every single day. Thank you, God, for teaching us about us every single day. Thank you, God, for your love. And help us, oh God, to stay loved, to stay in love with you and to love us as ourselves as well. To love every fiber, every molecule, every cell, every area of us. Teach us, oh Lord, how to love us so we don't have to allow people to teach us how to love us. And they abuse us at the same time. We have to learn to be confident in ourselves and be confident in our skin and be confident in what you have already prescribed in us. And that is your will for our lives. You said you have plans for us to bless us. And I truly believe in that 100% because I know what you have for my life is all good. And I know what you have for my sister's life is just as good as well. So God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.